We've uh, been um, two weeks. Last uh, show was uh, Jason Kristoff, and I saw that they replayed it on the 23rd, which I'm really glad. I thought it was a pretty important show on how we're all um, definitely under the influence of mind control on some level, brainwashing and mind control. So it's, it, it hits us um, very subtly. Um, and he brought up a lot of really good points. So, anyway, uh, today is, and uh, immunize wisely, today is the last Saturday in December. It's the 30th, and I'm your host, Ingrid Castle. And rather than go through all of who I am and all that stuff, it, if anyone is new to the show, they can go to the tab on the top about the host and the schedule and everything actually the schedule and you can go down to this time frame and find out all about me and what I do uh, because this show is going to be different and I want to kind of move through uh, a lot of material in a, um, to me a short amount of time because to me this is probably the most important show for me that I will do all year and it's about um, growing spiritually in a real way and that's huge to me. It's, um, you know, we, we have all kinds of distractions, and especially with what's going on today, you know, whether it's the flood at the southern border or, you know, being able to pay our bills. Are we going to be prepared for the next disaster? You know, what if there's, a, you know, a, you know uh, some kind of cyber you know, attack, and all of a sudden, you know, we don't have any power, you know, and so all of these things are survival of the physical body, and our ego gets in the way, and this is actually so, so important that we are in tune with our spirit within, and so we're going to be talking about this book called The Gospel of Thomas, A Blueprint for Spiritual Growth by David Capps, and, um, I was introduced to this book by Carol Asher. She's going to be joining us, as well as um, Dr. Dean Lloyd, who I sent this book to, because this this is the most amazing book I think I've read in a long time. It has so much information in such a short amount of space. We do have a chat room for the show. I did put a link, a PDF link in the chat room, but it's also on Amazon, and David Capps, um, the author, uh, passed a couple years ago and his widow is still alive and she does get um, some checks from Amazon for the sale of the book so I encourage you to get a physical copy of the book that would be helpful and those are posted in the chat room at immunizewisely.chatandgo.com now if you don't find it if you have a hard time getting on the chat room for any reason um, you can always reach out to me um, my contact information again is on RBN under hosts of the schedule and you'll, you can click on me as the host for Immunize Wisely and uh, get in contact with me and I'll be happy to send you the information on how to get it for free if you need to get it free or if you want to support uh, Miriam um, Miriam Carroll is um, David Capp's uh, widow and she was very instrumental in writing this book so um, I, as usual you know, RBN actually is listener supported. Yes, we have some commercials. Some of these commercials aren't pay, uh, you know, paying ads. Some of these, you know, like they're supporting RBN if you buy those products. So, uh, other ones are. Um, it doesn't really support the network by itself. We really do need dedicated listener support. So I have to mention that. I know, you know, everyone's uh, hitting you up at the holidays, but, you know, if you're on Social Security, you got a little bit of a Social Security raise, and if your expenses haven't raised too much, maybe you can, you know, give some to them. Um, so to RBN, because they, you know, I've just... It's very important that this network is supported. I, I can't imagine doing this kind of a show on any network but RBN because I feel like I have that freedom to be able to communicate um, ideas that aren't necessarily popular, that challenge our current belief system. And I, I tell you, this show will probably do that. And 
um, there's a reason I want to talk about the show because believe me, I, I went through all these uh, different sayings. I don't know who's in the background. Maybe that's that me making noise. I don't know who's making noise, but <laughs> someone's making noise. Uh, maybe I'm just hearing it. So I want to just, uh, before I have Dean talk about his experience, I want to just mention who David Capps was and how he came to this point of intense understanding. Now, the Gospel of Thomas was not included in the Bible. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, there is a saying of why it was not included, in it, and he talks about that and what are the reasons for that. And um, But... Let's just go into how he came to this point of, by many scholars saying, he has the most accurate interpretation of the Gospel of Thomas of anyone that has ever written about it and commented on it. And many scholars have said this about this book. So, uh, David began his spiritual quest in 1970 at the age of 23. He had become disenchanted with the Christian approach to religion and embarked on a study of Eastern religions. David's quest, like that of so many other people, was really a search for truth. The vast array of information available quickly leaves the searcher dazed and confused, hoping to find something which feels right and makes sense. David spent several months considering what the truth might look like so it would be recognized when it was seen. He decided the truth was something which remained largely unchanged by the passage of time, the effect of different cultures, and the great distances separating the people and religious systems around the globe. By comparing spiritual principles from different religious systems and sorting out the differences, a core set of basic truths emerged. This allowed a focusing of effort on a simple set of spiritual principles and practices for David. This, uh, this focused practice resulted in his having a classical mystical experience in February of 1985, where David found himself standing in the presence of God. Everything physical had disappeared. Only he and God remained. During this time, David experienced the overwhelming unconditional love which comes from God. The revelations regarding life, death, and the true nature of spirit quickly followed. The intensity of this experience slowly faded over a three-month period. By early summer, he was asking, is this it? You bring me into your presence and your light, and in three months it fades and goes away? He was shown that if he continued with the spiritual practices he had learned, he would permanently re-enter the state of grace he experienced during his mystical experience. That took place seven years later, in 1992. Um, David, um, at the time, lived completely within the presence of God from that since 1992 and has been sharing his insights with all those who take the time to listen. He, is, he taught spiritual growth to a weekly class since 1987 and is demonstrating the depth of understanding present in a true spiritual master. This book is a result of that level of insight and understanding. So, just so you know, I'm bringing Carol Ashron. She was the one who shared with me, and she was very involved in making this book um, a reality. And um, so he gives her accolades in the front, you know, that he couldn't have – this book wouldn't have happened without the support of his wife, Miriam Carroll and Carol Asher. And I had the pleasure of talking to Miriam Carroll the other day because I had a couple of questions. But so, anyway – I want to welcome um, Dr. Dean Lloyd to the show. I've had him on before, and Dr. Dean Lloyd is um, an acupuncturist, naturopath, and practices in uh, Creston, B oh, Creston uh, Colorado. I'm sorry, <laughs> Creston, Colorado, and his website is Accutone. Dot com. So welcome to the show, Dean. I, but I, I sent him. I sent Dean the books. I knew he was ready for it, and he's been enamored since. So um, welcome to the show. I'm really glad you're here with me. Thank you, Ingrid. I hope you can hear me okay. I do. 
Excellent, excellent. Yeah, you, you said uh, at the very end of that little excerpt about David, and it was about his understanding. And what excited me about the book was that I read a lot of instructional, spiritual instructional guides, and it impressed me how he would take the sayings of Jesus and make them relevant rather than have you being told it was a different kind of instruction. You know how oftentimes the interpretations of the Bible can come out? He keeps drawing it back to the same point of how you're able to stand under the experience, and when you do, you can make sense of it, and then you have control of it. Now, Mm -hmm. he did it in his own style, and I appreciated that he was able to take these different passages. But what happens in our evolution, our being able to take these experiences and then make sense of them, is that we oftentimes realize that we're doing something that we shouldn't be doing. <laughs> in, other, in other words, we find ourselves in positions where I was reading the book and I'll admit some of this was review, but I had never heard some of the sayings because of the Gnostic tradition now. And we'll go into that, of course. But the sayings that were not part of the Bible, and they rang true for me and you and Carol, and some of the overlap, of course, with other teachers that I've had in the past, like Paramahansa Yogananda, and how the way that it's worded can sometimes, you know how when someone says to you, be, uh, you know, learn how to give, be a, a careful, and be, be, be someone who is uh, more happy with giving than receiving. That, that was one passage. But I interpreted, after I read some of this, as learning how to be a skillful giver. And I, I realized when I was, you know, reading each chapter that part of this lesson, and there are many in there, was that you have to learn how to limit the amount of giving you give to others. And when we do, we realize uh, part of our job is to know how to determine how far we go with our giving, right? If we go too far or we don't go far enough, and the more adept you get at it, the easier i found over the years it is to be a giver. And I feel like David is one of these people who has a lot to give. And he was able to have this spiritual experience. And because of that, we, we got to... Some of us have just these either traumatic events like I had, and I've talked about that in previous shows. But, or in his case, his spiritual awakening. And when it happens, it takes oftentimes years to process that information. Mm-hmm. And so as I was reading the, the, the book and the different passages and what Jesus said, it's interesting how you can read something and then reread it, and it has a different slant to it. So I thought right. maybe you could, you yeah, could go into... Yeah, he talks about that. Yeah, he talks yeah. about that. And that's a really important point too you know you can't give from an empty well you know if you aren't working on your own spiritual growth what you're giving is not from a true place of you know i mean it's it's more shallow you know it's just uh, doing the motions you know what i mean you have to have um enough spiritual growth yourself to be able to truly give otherwise you're giving from an ego sense you know that this is the good thing to do and so it makes me feel better you know it's all you know it's all you know accentuating um the ego personality so i I like this um this made a lot of sense to me because of dealing with both well, I dealt with all these deaths in my life between 2009 and uh, 2018. And uh, both Don, my husband, and uh, my father 
definitely raised their spiritual consciousness before they passed. They were the only two people that could really communicate to me more clearly from the other side, you know, totally share that energy of God's love to me that I could feel it. It was palpable. And this is why. This is why. So Jesus said, um, actually there's two, it's all based on translation. So the first one says, Jesus said, take heed of the living one while you are alive, lest you die and seek him and be unable to see him. And the translation from um, Stephen Davies Um, clarifies it by saying, Jesus said, look at the living one while you live, for if you die and then try to see him, you will not be able to do so. Now, this seems like, you know, wow, what does this mean? Well, see, his interpretation, David had that experience, so he he interprets things correctly. He says, uh, the spirit within is the living one, our personal source of life, which separates from the body at the time of death. Once the body is gone, we no longer have the mechanism for producing the type of energy required to feed, awaken, and empower the spirit. It is only when we have developed this 100% full conscious contact with God that we can afford to separate ourselves from the body. Until we reach that point, we are wholly dependent upon the physical body for the energy necessary for our spiritual growth. This is why we choose to embed ourselves in the physical body in the first place, because it provides us with the equipment and tools necessary for our spiritual growth. This is a huge point to me. We are given a specific time frame to complete our spiritual growth, a lifetime. The physical body wears out. It is subject to accidental damage and death. It is here for a relatively short period of time. So it is critical that we focus and persist in our spiritual work once we have discovered a suitable path for our return to the presence of God. Life is very distracting and its essence slips away before we are aware of its passing. We must keep our attention on the spirit within and persist in the practice of eliminating everything which stands between us and the full presence of God. And that that really is it for me in a nutshell. You know, this is the most important thing you can do is work on, um, you know, like the lessons in the back of the book um, are clear about controlling our thoughts, being at first becoming aware of them. And uh, it's it's very important to be able to calm the mind. So um, anyway... I wanted to, to make sure that people are understanding the significance of this book so we can share some you know specific sayings. And it looks like Carol is on the line. Carol, are you there? I'm here, Ingrid. Yes, I certainly am. Thank you for oh. letting me be a part of your broadcast. Oh, I'm, I'm so thrilled. So Carol, um, you know, she, you know, was searching. Why don't you just share a little bit about your search for truth and and how um, you met Dave Caps. Do I hear music? Oh, we do. Okay. Let's just go ahead. We'll wait until after the break, and then we'll have uh, Dean share some of uh, the stuff that moves him, some specific sayings. But I want, I want everyone okay. to know who you are. <laughs> All right, Why? Thank you. This is important. Thank you, honey. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend. Over. 
Did you know the IRS publicly admits that income tax is collected by voluntary compliance? Get the information you need to help you avoid income tax with these five easy steps. All you have to do is go to avoidincometax.com to get your five easy steps on how to avoid the IRS income tax. Escape the IRS. Let avoidincometax.com help you. We guarantee our five easy steps or your money back. Go to avoidincometax.com. Attention, freedom-loving patriots. Are you ready to dive deep into the principles that founded our great nation? Join me, Peter Serafine, and the Institute on the Constitution as we light the way to a brighter future with the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. At liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom, you'll find a treasure trove of online courses on the U.S. Constitution, carefully crafted to empower you with knowledge to defend your rights and liberty, whether you're a student, a history enthusiast, or just a concerned citizen. These courses are for you. Gain a comprehensive understanding of our Constitution's principles, the wisdom of our founding fathers, and how to apply them in today's world. As a special offer to our freedom-loving listeners of Republic Broadcasting Network, use coupon code RBN at checkout and get 20% discount on any course. Join the Liberty Lighthouse Classroom and be a part of the movement to uphold the values that have made our nation exceptional. Unleash the power of knowledge and protect what truly matters, our Constitution. Visit liberty-lighthouse.com slash classroom today. Don't miss this incredible opportunity. Use code RBN for 20% off. Together, we'll be the beacon of freedom our founding generation envisioned. Liberty Lighthouse Classroom. Illuminating minds, empowering patriots. share with us how you um, connected with Dave, a little bit of your background, how you've been, you know, searching for a while for, you know, someone who had a pulse on the truth of our existence here. Yes, definitely. Um, I first, Ingrid, if you'll allow me, I'd like to say that is it going to be in the second hour that I will um, possibly be able to share um, my my story? Yes, Yes, I just okay. wanted to just like a brief give us give us some uh, tantalizing reason to listen to the second hour. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm kidding. No, of no, course. Let, let me, yeah, of course. Let me let me say this: that I do have a story that I would like to share. It covers the last perhaps twenty some years of my life, the most recent twenty five years, and my story, of course, is certainly not unique. But I like I, I want to share it. I like the idea of sharing it because I do see it as just one example of how when any soul is open, open to truth, you know, and actually seeking truth. And looking to grow spiritually, that soul is noticed by the Holy Spirit of God. You know what I mean? No, I know and exactly what that, you mean. And that soul, the Holy Spirit will lead, actively lead that soul onward in, to, to accomplish and to access whatever that soul is seeking, as long as one is sincere. And of course, through this journey, you can feel stumbling and bumbling and and sad and pained and confused and mixed up many times as you go through this process. You know, it's a, like I heard it said, all of life is a journey and it's a process. So it goes on for years. But I just wanted to mention that my story, like so many others, 
um, is an example of how God will lead a soul when the soul is questioning. And so um, that's what I'm so grateful for. And I'd like the opportunity to share that a little later. As it, as it um, led me to be, to become a student of David Capps. And this, he has been my most recent teacher covering the last 20 plus years. And I'm so grateful. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I, it's not that I do jealousy or anything, but I'm like, wow, that, that's quite an honor, you know? I mean, geez. And you know, well, thank you. Know? <laughs> well, it's amazing. Um, now, um, there's going to be details in it, but I want to, I want to uh, take the listeners through the, the last 20 some years, kind of a circuitous route that finally brought me. Uh, at the feet or to the feet of this teacher, so that's what I want mm-hmm. to share more in detail. Yeah. perhaps in the second. Well, hour. no, that that sounds fantastic, and you know, I have to say that once you hit um, a teaching, you know, the spirit, you have to ask. You have to ask if you want to grow spiritually uh-huh. and you that's want to be in the presence right. of God. You have to ask, and that's where it starts. Is you have to that's actually right. ask. And, you know, and you have to be grateful for everything. But, you know, if you're going to be praying for all these specific things and not actually ask and and be willing to hear the answer, you're not going to be led to where you need to be. And I I remember, you know, getting really clear and, you know, asking the Holy Spirit for clear answers on why something would happen. And I didn't always like the answer, but it was the truth. (laughs) The stuff that I I created, stuff in my ego, I could have handled things a lot differently, you know, the whole difference between, like, what David Capps would talk about, the difference between uh, cooperation, which comes from the spirit, versus, you know, competition, which comes from the ego, you know, anything that divides us from our fellow man and being helpful. So, um, please stay tuned, you're listening to Immunize Wisely with Carol Asher and Dr. Dean Lloyd. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news, real talk, real people. Because you can handle the truth. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, in trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back. Uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. 
Cahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Okay, we have a good, decent stretch here, and um, Dr. Dean, um, during the break, brought up, you know, we want to talk about, um, you know, obedience, obedience and what it actually means, you know, obedience is it um, based on, you know, obedience to God's laws, you know, the Ten Commandments, what does obedience really mean, and I know, um, you know, Dean, you wanted to comment on that? I do, Ingrid, because when we hear the word obey, we immediately, at least I do, get this reaction that we're being controlled. And this whole issue comes up several times throughout the book, and you can, you know, give page and verse and so forth. But what I wanted to do is touch on the topic and what it meant for me when I heard him speak to this, because what we're oftentimes in a place where we're buying into our own our own trip, <laughs> our own uh, uh, you know, we buy all the things that we're we're doing. This is my job. This is my family. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. So, what am I really obeying? Right in. And is this mean that I'm being controlled by somebody or something that I don't understand? And that's where I have a problem, or I had a problem, like David did, as you mentioned in the earlier part of your description of what he went through. But uh, And Carol, of course, will comment on this. But what I found when religions were telling me to eat this way, talk this way, you know, pray this way, uh, you know, act all, all the things that were told that this will make you holy. Well, then it became a matter of routine, but it didn't answer what I was asking, 
which was, who am I? Where am I coming from? What am I doing? Am I really this, you know, uh, young boy with uh, all these interests that likes to play hockey and and play music and and have fish tanks and all these wonderful things? I mean, who is this I character after all? And after introspection, I realized that the word obey was not meant to handcuff you. It was to direct you. And when David talks about in different passages about how Jesus brought you to this place of don't don't become a victim of what your you know mission is. In other words, you don't become a slave to the methods that are out there, right? Dogmas. You become more clear when you understand, of course, the purpose, even though you may not know where you're going necessarily, <laughs> you put it out there, as Carol said, about being sincere. That's what obey means to me. It means to put yourself in the position of knowing why you're doing what you're doing and paying absolute attention to how you, you're being excruciatingly honest with yourself in how you're going through it. Right, so if it's uh, obey by meditation, right, or obey by you know watching your thoughts, as you mentioned earlier, because our thoughts put energy out to the universe. If we're putting fear out there all the time, then we draw that energy to us because most people are drawn to their fears. So what I liked is his ability to take these interpretations and dispel the fear mechanism by first of all being honest with yourself by addressing it and then knowing that you're to follow your that very quiet voice that keeps drawing us closer to our our true you know our true center our who who we really are becoming because the i you know will change that you you're not you're not just this fixed you know, uh, structure, <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're not a statue, you're a moving, living being that's taking in all the information and processing, and when you do, you have the opportunity there to reprogram. I know there's a lot to right. unpack there. but Well, it is. It's, it's basically, I always just simplify it and say it's your body, mind, identification, your ego versus what inhabits it. What moves the body is the soul. And getting in touch with that, that still small voice, the soul is your path to God. You've got to somehow find that you're thinking and breathing through your soul versus uh, your ego identification. So, Carol, do you want to comment on this? Well, as, as Dr. Dean was uh, speaking, Ingrid, I was thinking about the lower self and the higher self. I just read in one of my spiritual books a day or two ago about the fact that you, of your soul nature, you as a human being, you are divine. Now, when we let our lower self, which is our, our ego self, our human self, which is a very necessary part. If you're on this earth, you need a body, and you need a mind, and you need everything that, that makes you up physically. But in truth, in the depths of your being, you are divine. And so as you were saying, Ingrid, the more you listen and open to and ask questions from your higher self, your God self, then the more chance you have of growing and becoming, as David would say so many times, becoming one with God. He'd love to say becoming one with God. Right. Well, you're fully in the presence of God. And, yeah, there's there's so many sayings I absolutely love in here. <laughs> I actually pulled them. Did you pull any out that you wanted to share? Ingrid, could I, um, would you allow me to give four, I believe one, two, three, four different statements that yeah. David taught to us. One is, it's um, four different types of, or, or aspects of spiritual teachings that he gave to us. On life, in other words, his commentary on life, David said, life is a school. Love is the lesson. That may not have been original with David, but he loved it. Life is a school. 
love is the lesson. And then when he commented on being fully human, he said this, Divinity is not outside you, nor within you. It is you. The divinity that is you is what you must trust. This trust in your divinity is what brings it forth. And then when he spoke on meditation, prayer and meditation, every time David spoke, every time he had a, a service for, uh, with his uh, group of students, there was always a meditation. And David would begin his meditation with these words. Let us close our eyes and go within. Let us go to that still, quiet place, deep within the center of our being. And let us wait here upon the peace of God, for that peace will surely come. And just one more I'd like to share, and that is on um, the idea of the consciousness he spoke to, uh, taught us that there are two types of consciousness. One is the consciousness of separation, and the other is the consciousness of oneness. And here's what he said about oneness. Oneness is the only reality, capital R. Oneness is the only reality. Truth is the only value, capital V. Love is the only power. Let me say that last one again. Oneness is the only reality. Truth is the only value. Love is the only power. Thanks. Yeah, truth. Okay. Oneness is the only... I'm writing this down. Reality. Reality. And truth is... Okay. The only... The only value. Value and love. Yeah. I just... power. And he would explain that and say, it looks like there's evil power out there. But it is not true power. It is, it is fake. It is fraud. The only true power, he says, is love. And that love is God, of course. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. Well, well, can, can I just expand yeah, on that? Or please. whatever power you give to it. In other words, it, power has no mind of its own. It's what you give power to that makes it real. And she's just saying it in a different way. I, uh, it's interesting. Um, Dean, would you say it's intention? Intention is the direction you're going. So if you're in a place where... You know that you've only got so much energy. We, we all have our limitations on how much power we, we offer in our immediate world, right? But what you're talking to is the, re, the real reason we're drawing things to us is because of our own power that we inherently, because it's, what is most of the evil that's done in the world? Uh, why is it so um, prevalent in our, our situation? It's because people give power to the evil doings. They, they give power to their fear. They give power to the anger. And whenever you have anger, you don't know how you feel. Whenever you have fear, that means you don't understand. So the power side of things, half of you mentioned that this is a school. Well, it certainly is. That's why we're all here. <laughs> we're literally here in to to learn how we are to separate the wheat from the shafts, an old saying, so to speak. But when we are realizing that half of this game is becoming aware, the other half is the power you hold. And what David's referring to is your attention. He's where you're putting your attention is the direction, and that intention drives your attention. Long silence. <laughs> no, I was waiting for Carol to comment. 
but it's okay. Uh, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Dean, did, did you have a particular saying that impressed you in the Gospel of Thomas? There's 114 sayings, by the way, that make yes. it this book. Yes. Do you happen to have one you'd like to yeah. share with us? Well... Yeah, well, let me I'm just gonna, say I'm one thing. Carol, oh, wait, let me just say one thing. I have a comment that you're a little too close to your uh, speaker on the phone, Carol. That's kind of staticky, that's all. Okay. So just back it up a little bit. No, it just he right. just says to back it up a little bit. It's a little staticky. So um, go ahead. Sorry, Dean. Uh, I, I don't have the book in front of me. Um, I, I would gladly have done so, but I... I had, uh, actually, I had to go to an out call <laughs> tonight, but uh, in any case, yes, I do. Uh, religion is about believing was one of the, on page 98, I put it on my notes. And what is the true religion, I would say, is life. It's the, it's the only religion, and uh, I, I could pull up the quote when I have the book in front of me, but that's what I was referring to. Is okay, you're looking at page are, nine. Are you on 98, you said? 98. Yeah, where he said it, it, it's uh, the saying number 91. They said to him, tell us who you are that we may believe in you. This is the disciples to Jesus. He said to them, you read the face of the sky and of the earth, but you have not recognized the one who is before you, and you do not know how to read this moment. So it says religion is about believing, spirituality is about becoming. That's, that's what was the trigger, right? Yes, that was where I was going with it. Go ahead. Oh, it says these are two entirely different processes, and they produce two entirely different results and experiences. Believing results in placing your trust and faith in something or someone outside of yourself. Becoming results in an inner transformation and brings you into direct conscious contact with God. Many people want to understand the spiritual sayings and principles. They be- perceive this in the same way they were taught in school. When you learn to repeat back specific facts, you have learned what is being taught. But spiritual growth is more like real life. We learn through our experiences by doing the things which need to be done first and then deriving the understanding from our experiences. And this book um, that Dave wrote is designed to help you get an intellectual understanding of what spiritual growth is actually about. But your growth will not take place without doing the specific exercises, which he does have in the back of the book. And by the way, forgiveness is huge. Letting go of the past and showing compassion to anyone you think possibly harmed you. Because most people have good intentions. They know not what they do. They're repeating stuff that they've been taught, which is wrong or, you know, whatever it is. So, you you know... uh, you need to let it go and take the lesson and move on and see what you did to even bring that in your life on some level, even if it, you know. So, and then on that same thing I have on here, um, it's sayings number 73 and 74 on that same vein. I really liked it. It said, um, well, 72, I like this one, too. And so uh, 72, 73, and 74, do you mind if I just read them? Does, does anyone want to, Carol or Dean, is that something? No, it's that's appropriate. Okay, well, it's on that same vein. A man said to him, this is 72, tell my brother, okay, we're having a quick commercial break. Okay, hold on, hold on. Stay tuned.
beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajee by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shilajee literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shilajee has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultation are free and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. people to go to the chat room we have art underground that has some great uh sayings from the gospel of thomas that are his favorite too and there's a lot of power in this this uh book for sure but um so yeah this is where jesus has a little bit of fun in 72 it says a man said to him tell my brother to divide my father's possessions with me and he said to him oh man who has made me a divider? Because they wanted, they were always, you know, doing that with Jesus, you know, thought he was like, uh, you know, the rabbi guy. Um, he turned to his disciples and said to them, I am not a divider, am I? Here Jesus is having a little fun. Everything Jesus taught was for the unification of the self. In his role as rabbi, Jesus would be approached to help settle family disputes. Yet Jesus does not really see himself as a rabbi, but as a true spiritual teacher, one focused on inner unification of the self. For only through inner unification can we become solitary and worthy of entering into the full presence of God. In other words, we have to have um, 
full contact with our soul and the ego needs to be tamed or put aside. Um, Jesus said, the harvest is great, but the labors are few. Beseech the Lord, therefore, to send out labors to the harvest. There are so and his comment is, this, and this, is, this is really great. You get that. The harvest is great, but the labors are few, you know, that are going to work for it. Beseech the Lord, therefore, to send out labors to the harvest. So you have to seek. You have to ask God for help and the labors that will help you with the harvest of being in contact with God will help you. There are so many good people in the world who would really like to have the spiritual experiences and enter into the kingdom of heaven, but because of the outer expression of religion telling people all they have to do is believe, very few are willing to do the work required to actually have the experiences they see. This is not a new condition. It has always been this way. There has always been the outer expression and the inner expression of religion. This conflict has been there from the beginning. It really doesn't matter what the religion is, for each exists in both forms. We as individuals must choose between believing and experiencing. Jesus is asking for more people who will work on their spiritual growth and not just believe. He said, and then another saying, he said, Oh Lord, there are many around the well, but there is nothing in the cistern. So a large majority of the people involved in religion find it easier to believe. They flock around the various religious centers, but find only other believers. They do not enter into the experience of the presence of God on a continuous basis. So this is this is really the depth of Jesus' teaching. So please stay tuned. We're going to continue. Dean has to leave. Oh, my gosh, Dean. Thank you oh, so much. Oh, I was just much. getting into it. <laughs> You're just getting into it. I know. We need to do this again, actually. If, if okay. Thank you, Ingrid. Up, Thank you, Carol. Thank you. Okay. God bye bye. bless you. Six foot four, weighing in 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central, and Wednesday at 1 Central. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network. <laughs>